Hey, it's Adam from Splendid Sports, back for another Mickey Mantle Monday. Big weekend for Mantle. As you, I'm sure, saw the 1952 Topps SGC 9.5 broke the record for the most expensive piece of sports memorabilia ever sold publicly at $12.6 million. And this card you're looking at right here, uh, this is a, a present that my nephew gave me last year for my birthday. Uh, because we talk cards, and I told him I'll never probably own a 52 Topps Mickey Mantle. And he gave me this present, and he said, you may never own one, but here is this one that I drew for you. He's a great artist, as you can see, and uh, figured I'd show this one. Be a good time to show it. Not the card gonna be fe that's going to be featured today, uh, but, you know, first I just wanted to give a couple thoughts. Uh, it was a I saw some great uh, YouTube videos, great content this weekend. Uh, Double D, Dylan, and I, we uh, did a video together uh, where we talked about uh, the vintage sports card market and uh, some thoughts and opinions on, um, you know, the future and what may happen. And, uh, you know, we mentioned some people in it. John Mangini was one, and he made a, a really cool video um, that, uh, where he gave his opinion. And, uh, I saw one from Blue Jacket Dave, Blue Jacket 66, where he made a very well put together video. Uh, I love all the, I love the different opinions. I, I mean, even in the comments, I was reading all the comments on people's videos and uh, I just love everyone giving their opinion. And, and what's, what's great about it is it's all based on the love, you know, regardless of what your opinion is one way or the other on uh, what vintage cards are going to be worth in 20 years. Uh, everyone loves the vintage cards and it's, that's what everyone has in common. So it's just fun. It's a fun conversation. I'm glad there's a lot going on with it. I enjoy watching it and talking about it myself. I did watch the video that uh, Dylan and I did and I realized that Dylan asked me, I think twice, and I did a horrible job of answering his question. Um, you know, as far as my thoughts on, you know, the future of, of vintage sports card pricing uh, in respect to different grades. So, and that's a great question. Uh, meaning, there's two different markets. You know, there's a there's a high end vintage market, and where you have the the cards that are very uh, rare and scarce, and you have cards that are in high grades, eights and nines, and even tens in some cases versus the mid-grades, you know, the the 1966 Willie Mays in a PSA 3 or 4 or 5, or even a PSA 1 or 2. So low to mid-grades versus those high grades. And uh, it's a great question because I think it is two different things. Uh, at least my opinion on it is uh, it's going to, different forces are at play where I personally think the, the high-end vintage market is always going to go up over time. There'll be some volatility, there'll be ups and downs, but over time, no matter how far into the future you look, I think it's always going to go up in the long run because it, it doesn't take a lot of people to cause that to go up. You know, you just only need, you know, a low number of, of really passionate and um, people who have money that are going to want to buy those in an auction. You know, it really only takes two people in a given auction to drive a price up to a new record. So I think that's always going to go up. I think there's always going to be people that appreciate the history of baseball, the history of vintage sports cards, 
and are gonna and they have money, a lot of money, and they're gonna they're gonna want the the rarest and the highest grades. That's always gonna be the case again because it doesn't take it doesn't take a large number of people in the hobby to for that to happen. However, on the other end of it, for the you know the mass the mass cards of vintage cards. So like you know the vintage cards that that are in uh, grades of of three and four and five and so on, um, even of the the best players. That's gonna that's gonna that could that could go up to over time and and like it always has, but that's gonna take a a much more mass appeal type thing. It's gonna as the people who are now you know forty and fifty and sixty over the next twenty thirty years, those people leave the hobby in some form. Uh, it's gonna the, the baton's gonna have to be passed off. So yes, uh, on one hand, you don't have the same forces as much like you know like uh, John Mangini saying you know people's dads teaching about Mickey Mantle and so forth. Uh, I don't think you'll have as high of a number of, of that being passed on uh, as far as that nostalgia. There won't be the nostalgia as much because it's just another generation that went by uh, where, you know, our dads watched Mickey Mantle play. Um, we didn't, but I think each generation, it, it might dwindle a little bit, but here's the thing. On the other end of it, what you got to realize too is there's new forces at play uh, on the other end, which is social media, the internet, YouTube. Um, you know, so even if someone's dad doesn't tell his son about Mickey Mantle and develop that love and appreciation of the past, now a kid can go on YouTube and watch uh, Dave Blue Jacket 66 or John Mangini or Rick Vintage Oddball Cards talk about these guys, and that can get passed on that way too. So I, that, and that was not a force that was at play when I was a kid, right? So if your dad didn't tell you about these guys, chances are you may not, you might not have a great appreciation, but now it's, you know, it's not irrelevant, but I feel like with the internet and everyone being able to connect on YouTube, young kids, I've even seen some, some young kids, uh, that are collectors of vintage on YouTube. So there is, um, I don't know the answer on, on that end of it. Uh, I'm confident on the the high-end stuff and the rare and the scarce forever. Um, but I don't, I don't know either way on the other. I just see both sides of it. I'm just glad people are talking about it. It's, it's great. So anyway, uh, we all, every month I'll try to do a video and um, touch a little bit on that as I, as I look at the, the vintage market. But for today, the card I'm going to show, uh, it's, it's a good theme for this week for me because I have another video coming out where I'm getting a uh, another submission back from SGC, I think either tomorrow or the next day. And uh, if you caught my previous video from SGC, I graded a handful of relic cards uh, with them. And, you know, I was very happy the way they look and just the whole process. So I have another submission coming back. And again, it's um, mostly relic cards. And these, man, I got to say, these are awesome too. Uh, I'll talk further about it on that video. But this is continuing with that theme. Uh, so, today's card, Mickey Mantle Monday, is a relic card too. This here is, uh, so first let me start, like 1997 I believe was when the relic card was invented. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was by uh, Upper Deck. And so I, you know, this isn't a vintage card, but as a, as a lover of uh, vintage cards, this one still checks a box for me because it's a memorabilia card. It's a uh, 2001 Upper Deck Pinstripe Exclusives Mickey Mantle Jersey Relic Card. 
and it's a it's a although the grades I mentioned this on my other relic video but relic card grades aren't that important to me um, but hey I will take a gem mint 10 uh, which is what this card is from PSA so this is uh this is a beautiful card um, as you can see that it's got the the jersey relic here with a pinstripe this was um in 2001 upper deck they made a pair of 56 card sets uh, that were inserted into hobby boxes of most of the upper deck baseball products that year there was one 56 card set dedicated to mantle and there was another to joe dimaggio because uh, both players had signed exclusive rights to upper deck at the time and they came in uh three card packs so they were there if you now I, I just looked at the population of this and now this card here is numbered to 100 this is the j3 in the set uh there's like j2 i think there's six of them so and they're each numbered to 100 so this is number 84 to 100 but what you know read this on the back here i'll read it to you congratulations you've received the game used jersey trading card from the upper deck company on the front of this card is an authentic piece of game used jersey worn by mickey mantle in an official mlb game so that is i mean if you go back to i think it's like the golden era of relic cards you know you go back to the early 2000s and i have a few more relic cards uh but even if it's you, you know mickey mantle is not your player you can find many of the legends in um some of these sets they're hard to find uh, because again like this is a numbered card they're hard to find and it, there's not a lot in the psa but this is a pop one believe it or not this is the only gem mint 10 of this particular card and there's also bat cards in the set uh, so just a from my, in my opinion, awesome, awesome card, awesome set. And, uh, you know, I love these. I really, these, to me, they feel like vintage cards. Even though it's from 2001, it has that feel with the jersey and the pinstripe where, to me, it, it's just as cool as a vintage card because of the memorabilia on it. And I, I do, I love sports memorabilia too, so it's kind of like a combo in one. So yeah, if you were if you look up the PSA pop report on this set, uh, it's very low. Um, so even though there, you know, conceivably a hundred copies of this particular card out there, there's only been like five graded by PSA. There's been that one ten. Uh, again, there's other jersey cards, there's other bat cards, but it really across the board, all the relic cards, you know, you might have one graded, four graded, three graded. There's uh, very very few of these ever graded. And, you know, partly it could be people don't always want to grade their relic cards because, again, the, I'm with them, too, is the grade is not really that important. Uh, it's just an awesome card to look at. And I found personally that, um, you know, if you have friends that aren't into cards and you show them your cards, the ones that they seem, at least in my experience, the ones that they seem to really gravitate towards is the relic cards, memorabilia cards. You know, so the, the, they'll appreciate the other cards you show them but even if they're not into cards they think these are really cool that's been my experience and kids too uh as when i show my nephew certain cards the relic cards seem to resonate the most with them wow that was really you mean mickey mantle wore that that was a piece of a jersey that he wore or a piece of a bat uh and just the thought of that it's cool to me too but yeah i, I think 
it has even more mass appeal than standard cards. So I'm a big fan, especially, I mean, if you think of, you know, I, do, I don't buy these cards for the resale value or anything like that, but if you look at it from a store of value, I, I really see good, good potential for these type of cards. They're not vintage cards, but they are numbered cards and they check certain boxes with vintage collectors. And they're of, you know, I don't know how many more mantle jerseys are out there that they're going to cut up and put in cards, but any legend, any legend that uh, is no longer living, that's not going to have any more things that they wear or use. So I think what, you know, for me, what I look at is game, game used, game used stuff. But if you look at what Panini's doing now, there, and you look on the back where you saw on the back of this card where, where it guaranteed there was game worn, uh, that you see messages now on the back of these relic cards where it'll say like the enclosed memorabilia is not from any specific game or event. And I don't even, who knows what to even make of that other than it's just a, a Dick Sporting Goods jersey that was cut up and put into the card. Never, never worn, never used by the player in any game or anything like that. So I think going back to you know, 2001, 2002, three, four, there's some awesome relic cards of, you know, Mantle, Ted Williams, Stan Musial, Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, Joe DiMaggio. I mean, all the, all the legends you go back and there are some really cool relic cards. And sometimes you might even be surprised at the prices when you compare them to like vintage cards. A lot of these relic cards are a lot less expensive, can be harder to find because there's less of them, but they don't usually command the, the same prices because they kind of fall in that uh, for the vintage collectors who don't collect past a certain year. And then the, the modern collectors, maybe they don't care as much about Mickey Mantle. Um, so, or like, you know, those type of players. So I think these can, uh, who knows what the values of these will do in the future, but just as collectibles, I think they're some of the most collectible cards out there, at least for me. Well, thanks for watching. And I'll talk to you soon.